felt like fate, didn't it? The same team that finished Rising's 2021 season ends their 2022 season. Not literally, of course, but Rising can no longer make the playoffs after they fall on the road to RGV. This is the PHNX Rising post-game show presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm Owen Evans. Joining me is Max Simpson. We've got some stuff to go through today, but let's just look at that big picture. As I said, Phoenix Rising will not be in the 2022 playoffs. HGP Park, as Harry says in the chat, where dreams go to die, has indeed proven that way today. Max, how are you feeling? Um, I wasn't wearing a hoodie uh, before the match started, and probably right, really right after the Miss PK is when I decided to don it, because pretty much after that point, I knew uh, it's over, and just a really ugly, gross feeling. Uh, much like this, right next to me, the doors officially close. Rising uh, lost a handle on the match. However, you want to take that. Um, I'm not even in the mood for puns right now. But um, yeah, these just, puns are too light. No, I know, no, I know. And I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to liven myself up, but it's just uh, it's brutal, man. Um, tough way to go. I, I think the biggest thing for me is if you look at the teams, you would have thought that Rising looked like the team that played Wednesday. Um, some sparks here and there with the offense, but just overall, RGV wanted it more. And that's really probably the most deflating thing, even more so than the result to me is just you, it's not, you got, you got outplayed, but you just got out hustled by a team that just played three days ago away. I, I don't, really. I don't know, man. Like it's, it's tough. It's, it's just tough. It's tough to look for positives in a performance like this after a season that's already been so down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? For those of you who's joined us in early, first of all, welcome in. You're going to hear it first now. We'll toss it over to earlier interview with Juan Guerra when I asked him about just what it meant missing the playoffs this year. When you're at a club, you know, the stature of Phoenix Rising, to have it confirmed today that you won't be making the playoffs, just how much does that hurt? It hurts so much. Um, I won't be able to sleep tonight. It's going to hurt tonight. It's going to hurt for a while because we had a responsibility tonight. We had the responsibility of making sure that we get the job done in order to survive another week and then go play in front of our fans that at the end of the day, they deserve it. They deserve it. They deserve that that last week of, you know I mean, of build-up and then seeing what, what had to happen. And it, it was on us. I don't want to... There's no excuses. We, we had a full week to work. We, like I said, it's not everything was bad tonight. We had moments that we did things very well, but it wasn't enough. And... Um, I mean, we created some, I think we put ourselves in, in very tough scenarios by ourselves and the way that we were building out and giving the ball away at times. And it took us a little bit to get control of the game. When we did, I, I enjoy spells of watching the team play, but, um, but it hurts. So it hurts and, and we have to understand that when you represent Phoenix Rising, you're, you're going to be demanded excellence week in and week out. And uh, you're going to be demanded to be at the top and making sure that every week you can fight to compete and every week you can fight to win because that's what we're expected at, at this organization. And we have to do make sure that we start building. We build, like I told you last week, we build a platform that is going to allow us the opportunity to be successful, not just for a year, but for many years to come. So, yeah, that was Juan Guerra after the match talking about just how much it hurts for Phoenix Rising to not be making the playoffs this year. Of course, one game left feels pretty meaningless now. I mean, it, it is pretty meaningless. Two sides that won't be going anywhere this year. Phoenix Rising and Atlanta United too. 
Time to blow it up and rebuild, says D-Galley in here. Look, if we're talking honestly now, it's it's known. The club knows that difficult decisions are coming. Um, I, I think this is a broadly accepted view. It's not just the fans talking. It seems as though it's understood within the organization. Look, this year didn't work. This year, this can't happen again. It just can't happen again because it just wasn't good enough, I feel, for the whole spells of this year. And in some ways, today was almost like a a perfect little microcosm of, of the season as a whole, right? Rising had the opportunities, even late in the day, you you almost felt as though Rising could almost make a comeback. Look, I know we you mentioned the missed penalty earlier, but there was still hope, I think, after that was missed, that the changes that had been made, or the players that came on, because JJ Williams, you hope, you just got that little bit of hope that things are going to turn around, but ultimately they didn't. Um, again, we'll break this down in a lot more detail in a little bit, but right now it's just... I mean, this is the ultimate in somber Saturdays, isn't it, Max? I know that's a, a term that's been bandied around for quite a few months yeah. now. That we've we've gotten used to these losing uh, post-game shows and the fact it hasn't been rising season at all. Uh, but today, just having it confirmed that, again, for the first time since rebranding as Phoenix Rising from Arizona United, this team will not make the playoffs. It just takes that somber Saturday to a new level, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, Adrian's comment sums it up perfectly. I, I look pretty sad AF right now, and that's because because uh, I am, man. It's the mood of, of pretty much everyone watching, everyone who follows, everyone who buys season tickets, who have supported the team for a long time. And, I mean... I think I know you, you know, we've been saying it all season and it's not just, you know, it's a down season after a pretty awesome run of excellence in the past three years. Like things, things happen down seasons like it. I get it. But it's the way that you really never felt comfortable throughout the entire season. There were stretches that were, you know, at best kind of lukewarm and at other times just downright dreadful and the fact that you never really found it through all season like you said culminating in a match like this um it's just a bitter bitter taste the worst part for me and i think this is maybe where we differ i i think the decisions that juan guerra made were a little bit too late um and i know we'll get into a bit later but like bringing on jj williams Great call. Why wait to the 80th minute? Um, some of the other tactical substitutions like seemed a little too late. And at that point, you're kind of throwing at the throwing everything at the kitchen sink when the energy was already down after a missed penalty, where you only have 10 minutes plus stoppage time. I I don't understand that. And if I'm I hate I really don't want to say this. And I know he's I know he's new. I get there's a new system that he's adjusting to. But if I'm being brutally honest, I think Juan Guerra got out coached today and i believe he if you're brought in his thing is to keep up the morale keep up the vibes you are on a three match unbeaten streak all yes you have to win today and i get that's a tall task but they didn't show the fight and the urgency both in their play and their body language necessary so i i hate saying because i understand he's he's an improvement this is not just for this year and it's for the next year and i'm there are some spots to look at that we can be enthused by for the future, but this was a failure on Juan Guerra's part today. The players have to execute. I get that. I put today on him. I really do. All right. Well, we're about to move on to that talk, but before we do, 
<sighs> Max, Max, I feel like you're going to need to grab a beer now, aren't you? Is that is that's not beer, is it? You've got water <sighs> in your cup, I'm sure you have. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. You need to grab I'm, a beer. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping myself uh, focused and everything for um, this chat and yeah the the beers the beers coming man um, yeah I will be I will be reaching for the four peaks um, quite a couple options to choose from might might uh might select an extra one or two after uh, after this match um, I said it before I said on Thursday win or, win or lose we're still boozing and then we'll be boozing tonight I really wish it was for better better spirits but. Uh, I, I know where I'm getting my spear. It's uh, uh, okay, but you, you get it. You get it, man. Uh, yeah. That uh, wasn't going anywhere, was it really? That, 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 that train of thought was going like a Phoenix rising attack. It was oh, it's brutal, man. You, you see where the heads were, the, you see where but it was spinning, man. But I, see where I hope everyone going, is enjoying it. I, I, <laughs> I hope everyone is uh, enjoying a four peaks out there and at least uh toasting along with us man uh it's uh yeah brutal brutal yeah 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 well just make sure to keep your eyes peeled as well of course we have got some pretty cool events in the works with our friends mm-hmm. over at four peaks you can stay tuned for more information we will have that information for you hopefully reasonably soon max mm-hmm. if you can get yourself in gear there we'll get that <laughs> stuff very soon but remember <laughs> you've got to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly mm-hmm. meanwhile we knew going into this one, of course, that uh, RGV were the favourites. Thought that Rising may have had the opportunity to turn this round. We, ha- I had Rising two one. Did you? What did you go for? Like, I had them one. Nil. I had them one nil. I had them one nil. Um, mm-hmm. That was going to be a bit of a cagey event. Um, man, uh, I, I know I butchered his name, and I'm going to butcher it again. But uh, Fieldberg, he was a pest, and I mean that in the highest highest compliment um their attack that man like brutal like absolutely impressive attack from start to finish like i said they pressed the heck out of us risings it, it was very clear on after the first top five ten minutes the only way rising was really going to get in this match is if they were able to withstand and break through the counter um and just hit them in transition because rgv was committing many numbers forward they were consistently overloading us in the middle um and it only it happened once on torres's goal was phenomenal and it was a great bit of interplay between um him and Hurst, but it just we just didn't see that often enough today um i i think this scoreline could have been much worse and yeah like i know we'll get into it uh but i mean ben lund kept us in the game from the very very early get-go he absolutely did so let's kick off with that for our analysis yep. of tonight's match ben lund our DraftKings king of the game he definitely in that first half kept rising in this game a couple of big saves in their early doors summons are being mentioned in the chat save of the week candidates realistically mm-hmm. he it feels like it's just been too many times this season we've been saying this. Ben Lunk keeping Phoenix Rising in the game because they're just giving up sloppy chances. It was the ball being given away too deep in Rising's own half or the attacks just fizzling out into nothing. And the result is that RGV had some very dangerous opportunities, some of which went wide, some of which ended up being saved. But while we can point to the first half and say that Phoenix Rising could, of course, have had a, a couple of extra goals in there, they also could have conceded quite a few more and they could have gone in a lot worse at the break than the one nil down that they were. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, going into the break one nil, not great, especially knowing rising's track record of going in behind, um, especially this early on throughout the season, going down one or two goals in the first 10 minutes would have effectively sealed it right there. I mean, he had a kick, a kick save from point blank range in the gosh, what was it? The 10th minute or so he had a like one-on-one opportunity, just make come out of the box, got all the way pretty much to the edge of the 18, made himself big and deflected a, honestly, a nine times out of 10, an attacker scoring that in some way, shape or form. So kept us in the game, commanded the box. Well, um, tough go of it on two of the goals um, pretty much from almost the identical spots, um, just different sides of the field uh, of the pitch. A couple defenders in his way, kind of crowded, but I mean, honestly, he commanded his box well. And I think uh, I saw saw it in the chat, uh, BJ team MVP. I I mean, I don't know who else you would give it to. It's got to, it's got to be him. He's kept us in matches. He's been the commanding force. I think I I heard the broadcast say at one point, he, 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 you know, was the outright leader in saves in the USL. I think it was like 100, like over 100 saves, which is, I mean, that's that it's staggering. Yeah. St- staggering, especially when you add on a, you know, four more today, he, uh, <sighs> team MVP. And when your goalkeeper's the team MVP, that pretty much sums up your season right there. Yeah, I'm just not being good, but yeah, Ben Lunt, yeah. our DraftKings king of the game. And while we're talking about DraftKings, remember, Hey, at least you can win something this weekend if you hop over mm-hmm. to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Your customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's not enough. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays right now. For every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on the NFL anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on those stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. It's pretty simple. Hop over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And hopefully you have better luck with your bets than you do with your football team at the moment. But yeah, yeah. It's a somber Saturday. You know, we we said it was going to come back to this. It is a somber Saturday. And you know what? We heard from Pongera earlier talking about just what it meant to miss the playoffs. We've been starting to do our talk about what we think we saw from this game tonight and what we didn't see from this game. But let's just hop over to his overall reaction to the game specifically rather than where this leaves rising now. There's a lot of things that um, obviously we have to reflect. We have to reflect and, and we all understand that we have to be better. We have to be better. Today we... We had a great opportunity and uh, the opportunity slipped away. So these are the type of games that you have to show up and it's it's putting together, you know what I mean, uh, performances that lead to good results. But sometimes even when the performance is not good, you got to find a way to make it happen. And uh, today we, we didn't do it. I think um, RGV did what they had to do in order to get a result tonight. And uh, they got the three points and, and I wish them all the best moving forward. Well, look, it's something that's been mentioned in the chat here a few times, and I do think that we should touch on it as well ourselves. It felt pedestrian, the attack. There was a, Rising had the ball, yes, but what we saw a lot of the time outside of a few times, probably in the second half, once or twice in the first half, Rising would get the ball, they'd go on the attack, 
And then when the immediate opportunity didn't present itself, they start passing it around the edge of the penalty area and they pass it around and pass it around and pass it around, waiting for that opportunity to arrive. But it didn't. It never arrived. RGB were re- keeping their shape pretty reasonably at the back when Rising got into that very, very pedestrian attack. And the result is that Rising will keep passing it around, maybe pass it backwards. Eventually, they give the ball away and, and end up getting caught out. But it it's... Urgency, I felt, for a lot of that game. There was no... I mean, I'm loath to use the word fight, but it felt like that at times, didn't it? It felt as though they just weren't up for it quite as much as they could or should have been. It's pretty ironic that you were talking to Wangara and the sound playing in the background was Tiesto's Let's Get Down to Business. And that's really what did not happen at all. And the main and the big reason why is I heard the stat. It was... Out of 30, um, the RGV faced 24 matches where it was decided by a goal. Today was a one was a one goal match, and they know how to hang within those matches. And you saw that that was how it was reflected in possession. How even, whether they were winning, whether it was a draw, RGV moved forward as a team stayed in the middle of the park as a team and moved back as a team. They were incredibly compact. They rarely got stretched. And to, I think it's Scott's soothing sounds. I love the alliteration, by the way. Um, It was about 70% possession. 69% of it was backwards, sideways, really, it seemed like not towards the goal. And this is where possession and stats are incredibly skewed and very misleading that it doesn't matter if you have all that possession if you don't do anything with it. And we've seen throughout the season very much in, you know, some of the games in early in Juan Guerra's tenure, the team just isn't really keen on, you know, having a bunch of shots and a bunch of high quality shots. There was a bit of play in between. I liked Rodriguez's movement. He did slip a couple in there through the six yard box and found Hurst on a couple shots, but it was just, too little, too late. When you can contrast that with RGV, I keep on going back to it, but their pressing was so phenomenal in every single, you know, defensive middle third of the of the pitch. That when you have that, you have to be clinical and you have to take more shots to you know get them to back off, get them on ease, and it just wasn't there. There was that lack of urgency throughout the pitch. Um, I think we're, I know I'm just like, we're just talking in circles, it seems like, about the possession situation, but it's, this is not the first time that Rising has dominated possession and yet severely is lacking in the shot category. Yeah, and I think there's just something else to note on that as well. We're talking about possession, we're talking about perhaps purpose in the possession, you know, actually feeling like you're getting the ball and you're trying to do something very specific. Something I noticed a lot of the time is that perhaps the movement off the ball just wasn't really there. Um, I, I know that I've defended Greg Hurst quite a bit on this podcast. I don't think he had a good game by any stretch today, and that's before the red card even. I feel yeah. like at times the movement was just very, very limited. It felt as though quite frankly, he looked like he was tired for a lot of that game. He wasn't making the runs off the ball. And so when those first bursts are coming from each wing, there's no real movement to get the ball to him because he's pretty static up there. Now, he's not the only one. There were a few others to note across the game. I mean, Joe Farrell comes off the bench and he looks like he's lumbering a little bit. And you just think, you just came off the bench. Can we have a little bit of movement, please? And then... 
I mean, by the end of the game, Babu Kajai looked like he was absolutely out of it, completely yeah. out of it, exhausted. Some of the <clears> movement, again, just wasn't there. I mean, they're going for it on the attack, and Babu is like the mo- the player furthest back on the field, but he's supposed to be in this very attack-minded wing-back kind of role that requires him to push up and up and up, and, and yet he had centre-backs ahead of him on the field. And look, it, it's something that doesn't really doesn't bode well, especially when you're trailing by a goal. You don't have a good uh, record of coming back from trailing. Um, I don't believe they've won a. I don't think they've gotten a point from a losing position at half time. That's how bad this season has been in that respect. It's been quite frankly awful. I mean, Scott makes a point here. Where was Antwi? He could have made a dynamic difference. It's an interesting one. To be fair, we have yeah. seen. If you're making that late to late change to me, JJ Williams wasn't a 10 minute move. It should have been a longer move, really. Um, yep. But the uh, to me, Antwi, I suppose, is the 10 minute move because he's a guy who will give you everything in those 10 minutes and has a rocket of a boot on him, to be fair to him. He does have a one hell mm-hmm. of a rocket of a boot on him. Yeah. But I just, yeah, the JJ Williams move definitely could have come sooner. Um, some of the other subs, just so people know, uh, Gabby Torres, I believe, was struggling a little bit. He hasn't played consecutive games in the way that he has uh, here for Phoenix for a while. So apparently he was struggling a little bit for fitness there. Uh, I mean, the other, the other thing to note out, we should have a look really at that Greg Hurst red card. To me, I understand that people will, I'm sure there will be some people in our chat who have some comments about Tyler Derrick and don't have a great deal of sympathy for Tyler Derrick, but at the same time, you've got to keep your head there. You've got to keep your head. There's no need for the extra movement towards him from Greg Hurst late in that one that initiates that contact and just, it's, it's risky. When you go in a challenge like that, you should know better. You frankly should know better. And yes, it was probably too late. It hasn't really cost the team because I don't think they're coming back from that two one deficit. Maybe they draw, but a draw wasn't Mm going to be enough anyway. Um, but you have to be smarter. You can't be making those decisions. You just can't. Yeah. Um, I mean, quickly on Hurst, I, I we'll, we'll touch on that. It was, he went out of his way to do it and it, it, you know, it wasn't really falling off the shot. It was very sloppy. It was very, um, whether it was incredibly ill will or just frustration, whatever it's didn't help the team. I get at that point, they're thinking it's over, but I mean, come on, like, I, again, I get people don't have sympathy for the keeper. That's that's fine, but like it was just it, it hurt the team. Um, any chance remaining, um, you know, yeah, the substitution. I appreciate you elaborating on Torres because I was wondering why bring him out unless he is injured. But even then, why like why not? That's the perfect opportunity to have a like for like, maybe go a bit more atta- attacking in some sense. Like bring on Antwi, bring on bring on someone. I I don't understand that when you are a, a goal down that late in the game. I, I again I keep I touched on it earlier, but the decisions to me and the timing of them was very very baffling to me. Well, one thing to note in here as well, just Scott brought it up, feel for Quinn, he's a class act. Well, Aiden Quinn's penalty, it wasn't a great penalty, was it? And it's tough. It's tough in those kind of positions because a lot of pressure just falls on one person's shoulders to take that one shot. But it wasn't a good shot. It was far too close to the goalkeeper to allow him to make a save. It wasn't a... Look, all penalty saves are good, but some are better than others. And that one was not on the much better scale of things let's put it that way um 
it's just disappointing, just disappointing. And I can tell you that he was one of the first players to walk off the field. His head was down. I think he's probably taken that one quite, quite personally, um, taken it to heart. But yeah, yeah, it's... And I also tend to agree, by the way, with Scott here, Farrell sub when a goal down. It feels a bit of an odd one. Farrell, not really... Some, there are plenty of people on the bench who could make a difference, and I don't feel that Joe Farrell was necessarily that player. Yeah. I tend to agree there. Um, but you know what? We're talking about um, Farrell. That's a bit of defensive stuff as well. We should probably talk a little bit about those goals conceded. That's something else that I did manage to speak to one Guerra about. So let's have a listen to what he had to say about what went wrong on those goals that Rising conceded. Hmm. We could have been more intense. We could have been more aggressive. There's too much time on the ball. There's too much time on the ball. First of all, and the, and the first one is a transition moment where we, I mean, we, we talked about this plenty of times. And it's, it's not just losing the ball in that, in, that, in that area of the field is also playing a player that is under pressure. So again, there's, there's a lot of things to fix, man. The second goal is lack of intensity or aggressiveness. you got to stay tight. Stay tight to your guy and defend your duel and make him play back. And if you're going to force the guy somewhere, you force him outside. You don't force him inside. But again, Owen, there's, there's many things to fix, not just the two goals. And we just got to swallow this this tonight. It's, it's, it's not fun. It's not good. I... Of course, I don't enjoy it, and I know the players don't either, and, and I can understand how the fan base feels, but we have to keep pushing forward. We don't have another um, another choice or way to look at it. Tonight hurts, tomorrow's going to hurt, and it's going to hurt for a bit, but I can promise you and guarantee you that we're going to do whatever it takes to move, when we move forward to make sure that we revert the situation, and we don't have to repeat this year ever again. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> I feel like it's kind of what we've been saying all through this game. And to be frank, at times throughout the season, we're just the, the intensity wasn't there defensively. Um, it was frustrating. Um, I, I I don't really know where to take it from there at this point, to be honest. Yeah, I'm Man, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think uh, a lot of us are all right there. Um, uh, well, I, I, I mean, they kept on, they kept on burning us. Fledberg, he, burned us multiple times and went with a player of that quality where they're ripping shots from throughout the box. And especially after the first goal where, you know, you're not closing him down where he kind of cuts inside, does a little shake and bake against Babu. And he, he gets that. He doesn't need much space curled him in again from pretty much the exact same spot. Both goals were more or less carbon copies. You'd figure you'd work after that first goal, after halftime and saying, here's the adjustments. Let's step up on this guy. The, 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 uh, commentating team who everyone's got a job to do, but they were not speaking in any super technical soccer terms. It was pretty, you know, if you're a, if you're just getting into soccer, these are perfect commentating team for you because they were pretty much speaking as what they saw. They were even saying, wouldn't hurt to put a black shirt on that guy and mark him a little bit tighter. No one was stepping up. Yeah, no one was stepping up on him. Um, and you just leave him space. And when the exact same thing happens for the second goal, where there is that lack of communication, like, what are you, what what are we doing here? And this isn't, like we're saying, this is not an isolated incident. Like, game to game, it feels like that back line, whether they're stretched or not, whenever they get into the final third, there is a lack of urgency to close down goal after goal. And I I, you figure they would learn between matches after the first goal, but it's the same thing. And I, I don't know what that comes down to. That's got to be 
you know, that could be a communication issue. That could be, hey, whose man is that? You know, whatever that is. But that to me is a team oriented goal of we step, we step high, we close down space. And that if that doesn't happen consistently that it has been, there's not an excuse for that. You know, you can, you can lament the team for being stretched, for being slow out the back. Um, I think a lot of their almost goals that they almost conceded was just being slow under pressure. There's a, there is a benefit of playing cool under pressure, being very calm when you're passing the ball, but not when you have the pressure that RGV was throwing at you. You have to play with a bit of, Oh shit, let me clear the ball up the field. Let me get rid of it. Let me just dump it. Like you it can't always be pretty cute. Play it out the back when you have two or three guys breathing down your neck. I mean, it's like the worst part is, is this isn't, these don't take massive coaching adjustments or someone who's been watching the game for years to figure out you watch five minutes of this match at any point and you would have been able to figure it out. So I, why these adjustments weren't made either on field or by the coaching staff. I'm, I'm baffled, man. I really don't, get it at all yeah i mean yeah. look we you talk about that first the first goal conceded i was watching it and just look back at it and think hang on a minute there's like there's four shirts back there in this little box yeah. they're all just like standing next to each other no real like paying attention to who else is there besides just those the guy with the ball at his feet you know that's effectively all they were it was four guys standing between the guy with the ball at his feet and the goal completely ignore Yanis Fjallberg off to the side. So, uh, yeah, we, we've seen that far too many times. Um, God, I'm getting tired of this one now already. Let's have a look at the chat. We're tired of it, man, because it's the... I If we're if, if a team is going to lose, if a team is going to pl- perform poorly, if there's going to be mistakes, at least have some variety in the mistakes. At least make them a bit different but these are it's the same it's the same old song and dance match to match half to half um player to player like i mean i'm not trying to you know i I don't it's not just babu because this has been individual players throughout the entire season but he has been a culprit on a lot of these and both those goals i'm not going to put 100 percent on him but like i will put like a majority that's on you if you are if you are if you're if a guy's in the box with a ball facing goal how do you give him an inch of space and just he takes a step back and you know he's gonna curl it in like it's this is what you are taught at the very most fundamental levels of playing soccer that is not that is nothing else down to a lack of intensity and urgency that's not a tactical thing that is not a coaching thing that can fix the individual player in that scenario like that is just what that is fundamentals that's what it comes down to it just wasn't it's not there man like I, i'm yeah that, <laughs> i'm trying try not to rant but that's yeah i don't know man i don't know right over to over to the chat here again as i said let's have a look scott soothing sounds in very simple things lacking step to ball you sideline as a defender funnel attacks outside when second balls don't telegraph passes stuff you learn in you 10 club it's fair. There are certain mm. elements of this that just not great. Uh, the other Scott in our chat here saying, remember that at the start of the season, this was a championship contending team on paper. Absolutely. It wasn't like, I still maintain there is talent enough on this team to do it. The problem is they just haven't executed 
consistently at all this season. Um, at times, again, it looks they look a bit lost out there, quite frankly. They have the technical abilities. This is why we see it in flashes. They just can't make it happen consistently. There was one other comment in here, I think, that Scott brought up. Scott's soothing sounds earlier. Possible header on set piece services have not been useful, referring to Joe Farrell coming in when the team are losing. I see that point. I, I The service have not been useful all season. I feel that that's probably one of the biggest flaws in this Phoenix Rising team is that the crossing just hasn't been there. No. Um, they, there's just nothing. They, they ha- they're not even looking great on the crosses in warm-ups, quite frankly, half the time. And if you can't do it when you're playing it into an empty penalty area of one player sit- sitting in the middle there, I'm not sure how you're going to do that in a game. Um, anyone else in here? RD, with what matchups are you looking forward to in the playoffs? Nah, we're not paying attention to the playoffs. Nah, forget that. No, no. Um, um, some other things here. Tory Ward with hopefully Juan builds an actual back line next year. Um, some other things here. Arturo should not be taking set-piece kicks. Uh, 2021 Farrell and 2022 Farrell are two different people. Talent without effort isn't enough, says D. Gully. That's perfectly correct. Service has been poor the last two years, which is why Hurst is a shell of himself. Hmm. Yeah, I... I'm not going to totally argue with that one. Um, I did look one thing up while you were talking, Max. Um just since you brought it up about Ben Lunt leading the pack in terms of saves, that is correct. 108 saves this season. That's 11 clear of the player in second place, Luis Zamudio from uh, Loudoun United. So to me, Ben Lunt is got a good case for goalkeeper of the year. Quite frankly, the fact that he's made yeah. nine, had nine clean sheets, that's sixth in the league, and leads the league in saves when the team has performed in the way that it has. He's made himself a definite definite case there look i yeah anyway you know what we're going to talk about the fact there is a game next week it might oh, be gosh there's a game next week <laughs> game. you want to come out and watch phoenix rising beat up some teenagers please do Con- you know we've got context. some help for you in terms of getting context yeah <laughs> <laughs> help you in terms of getting those cheap tickets if you want 60 percent on tickets when you go and visit our friends at the game time app you can use that link down there in the description uh 60 off tickets go get even more of those tickets now as some of the appeal has gone maybe those prices are going to come down get yourself out there one last trip to the stadium this season and uh enjoy what will hopefully be a rare phoenix rising win um yeah, it is what it is. But uh, make sure, again, go hit that link in the description. Go check them out. See if there are any cheap tickets on there. There almost certainly will be. There will be all week, I'm sure. And uh, come out and enjoy one last game. Have a few beers. Say hello to us next Saturday as Rising take on Atlanta United 2. And, of course, if you need some motivation to get yourself out there, rumor has it that you can also... Uh, before you head on down, maybe pop some OGs and see what the experience is like <laughs> after a few OGs at Phoenix Rising. Maybe maybe the experience will be better. Maybe it'll be a more enjoyable experience to come and watch a game at a Phoenix Rising soccer complex at Wild Horse Pass with, uh, after some OGs. Um, definitely don't have the sleep edition, though, if you're going to come out and watch the game. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, I think Rising... You need you a bit more excited. Yeah, ri- Rising yeah. had the sleep edition before they played today. Rising had also, the sleep edition before yeah, this one. Also, also, uh, I think earlier in the chat, when I had my hoodie up, I think it was Tori who was like, yeah, man, I, I look high. I'm like, 
fair. I, I, I'm not, for the record, not hot right it's now. It's the OG um, just, season. It is. Uh, Phoenix you know, Rising's it, OG it's, it's season. Solemn. It's solemnness. That being said, I, I am in Flagstaff right now. I will be enjoying some OGs right after this, so rest assured. Um, but yeah, man, that'll make the game much more colorful. Um, let's get... I, I do remember Ramon owes us an OGs um, before going to a match I think uh, I think Saturday might be the day. So uh, everyone, we'll uh, see, please, we'll see. please social please experiment. Com- please call. Please comment. Please uh, tag Ramon. Um, Ramon um, and OGs brands on Twitter. Let's get Ramon um, with some OGs in his system uh, with his willing participation, of course, for Saturday. Well, let's make it. Let's make it fun. Let's yeah. make it interesting. And, t- and tell Ramon what type of OGs you want him to try. Oh well. yeah, there's lo- lots of yeah. lots of flavor. Like don't 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 punish him with a sleep edition, but like any which is delicious. Not for before the match. Anything else? Pretty fair game. Tweet at him. Tweet at him, please. Yeah. Well, just in case that game didn't do the job, you can knock yourself out to sleep with those sleep edition gummies, <laughs> brand new from OGs. They're a mixture of THC and CBN. At a two-to-one ratio, CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And it comes with a new aquaberry flavor, which, uh, Max, you've told us is apparently very good. So uh, make sure to check those out. We highly recommend you go and check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Again, if if the game didn't do the magic today, you can go and use those to knock yourself out to sleep as well. So of course, as long as you are, of course, 21 years or older, you've got to be 21 or older to purchase. So <laughs> talk in the chat here now, by the way. Scott, so a bit of an argument between Scott and Ramon in here. Ramon's absent as the rising offense. And the reply from RD in here, Ramon showed up more than the offense. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Max, you're being asked to try and open your eyes. Gosh, man. I mean, tell Rising to open their eyes. Hold on. All right, fine. All right, here we go. All right, fantastic. I'm doing the best I can, man. Allergy season's kicking my ass. Um, yeah, I already got an OGs on the mind. They're already, like, going through my system, and I haven't even taken them yet. So, yeah, I'm doing oh, what I can. Yeah. yeah. OGs, well, exactly. it's yep. it's been a day, hasn't it? Um just for, for context here, even if Phoenix Rising had won today, pretty much every result right now is going against them. Um, Oakland Roots won earlier today in Hartford. El Paso beat Orange County by two goals to one. So therefore, if as long as New Mexico get a draw tomorrow, even if Rising had won today, they would have been eliminated from mm-hmm. contention um it would have been tomorrow with a new mexico draw away to san diego or if new mexico could manage to pick up a point in any of those three games as san diego tomorrow uh, la galaxy 2 on wednesday and then they end the season against colorado springs on saturday yeah yeah i see there's a lot of people talking about allergies <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> the man try to tell the truth get roasted for allergies eh, you know listen man i know get the roasted. Truth, get roasted always that's yeah fair. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take All it. Right. I'm, I'm a good sport. That's fine. <laughs> Jesus. It has been a season, Max. It has been a it season. Has. It has. But it's still not done. It's done, but it's not done yet. Gosh. Can you tell yeah. I'm starting to lose my mind? It's been that kind of a year. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I've been seeing it for a bit. Uh, yeah, now it's the, the walls are down, man. The walls have come down. 
Yeah, I think we're finally yeah. hitting that point whereby, well, it's Texas, so I can't unfortunately get my hands on any Four Peaks or the OGs, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what? <laughs> Better see done before it's done. Kieran says, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's get it all done out there. Why not? Why not? No, they have to play for it anymore. Let's get some of those guys out there and let them show what they can do in a game. Um, I want I want to see." I want to see elements of that. Some of the guys that people, I'm sure, throw out there about, well, how about Blaze Hardy's a perfect example. He's not here, by the way. A lot of those players who played against New Mexico have moved on to college, so a lot of them aren't here, but there's still a, a handful of them around. So let's see them. Why not? Why not see some people that we haven't managed to see this season or haven't seen for any extended period of time? That's what I'm hoping to see next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you literally have... Nothing to play for on record this season. Um, we understood when Juan Garrett took over that it was going to be a very tough go of it to get to playoffs. And there's always much more towards next season. I It feels really like gross saying that, but that's the fact, right? That this was not, he was not brought in here to rescue us to playoffs and that's it. There is a bigger picture here. Play some of the young guys, experiment go into it leaving this next game with we have a better idea of who we want our future to be again i get that sounds ugly and that sucks like zero misconception about that for sure but you have a blank slate in front of you play the young guys get have fun with it like not have fun with it that's stupid but you know what you get what i'm saying man like experiment the hell out of it for real yeah, why not? Why not? Right. Well, that the is... Thomas, let, let one take the field. Yes. Yes. That's so it. one of the comments in here, actually, which is uh, where, there was a comment in here. I've missed. I've lost it now. Every player get a red card. Has that ever happened? Well, just so you'd know, uh, the match will be abandoned as soon as Rising was reduced to six players on the field. Okay. Yeah, FIFA, so the, I've done that in FIFA before. Terminated at that yep. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. I haven't done it in FIFA. I got perilously close in a football manager game once. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't really know how you end up with a game that finishes 8-10 on FIFA, on football manager. <laughs> 8 against 10. But hey, I've been there. Um, done that. Not not ideal. Um, yeah. One comment here, actually, uh, are these saying, how much leeway are they giving Juan with the way the season ended? Is he already on the hot seat for next year? I don't think you can. I don't think you can put him on a hot seat yet. I no. think, don't get me wrong, the expectation is, is that he gets as much patience as Rick had this season for next season yeah. and no more than that. Um, but that's understanded. That's what comes with the job. Um, but I don't think he can really be on the hook for how this season ended. He was handed a really yeah. poor um, kind of you know, position that the team was in uh, from both morale and position in the league really mm-hmm. so i think it's harsh to try and pin any of this on him he's got to be given the off season to mold this team into what he wants and then that's what we've got to judge him on um he's got to get it done next season he's got to make the playoffs there aren't excuses as of next season he has the excuses now but they won't be around next year so that's the challenge i see the the bobby out train is coming in on the uh chat people have uh they're putting their uh opinion in there on the general manager Bobby Dooley um, he's getting a share of the blame in this as well I, I understand that I mean Susan asked the question earlier any info on where the team's playing in 23 uh, I've still yet to get too much info on that one so I'm 
a little bit unsure, um, to be honest. But yeah, hopefully those things will become clear in the near future. But uh, again, the last word, again, Phoenix Rising hoping to remain at Wild Horse Pass. But in an interview we did with General Manager Bobby Dooley a few weeks ago, he admitted that it's still possible that they will not do so. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, I will say that having seen the pitch that New Mexico were attempting to play on and uh, seemed to be shocked that the game was abandoned on uh, Wednesday night, that, hey, if, if that's what they seem to think is a playable field, maybe Rising will move to Benedict Park. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's similar playing surface. So. <laughs> uh, as, as, as someone who plays at Benedict Park um, on my Sunday leagues with, uh, with, against Ramon. Um, actually, yeah, it probably is still. I'm, it, it's probably still. Uh, I'd take that over New Mexico United. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to bring us about to our close, I think. Let's leave it there. Remember to join us on Tuesday and Thursday this week as we'll be uh, keeping up to date with the stories as this season truly draws towards its close. Um <laughs> Can he inform where the team was playing this year? Great question. Great question. Um, He's not on the field of play. I can say that much. Um, Look. Yeah. We'll see see you on Tuesday. Until next week, everyone, please enjoy your allergies responsibly. Respect, Tori. I appreciate it. We love you. We love our chat. We love our chat. Yeah, no, thank you guys guys for uh, rock with the show and, you know, in, uh, in the in the fleeting in the fleeting nice moments of victory and in a lot of the defeats man so like for real shout out to you guys appreciate y'all all right well again that draws us to a close make sure to join us on tuesday at six o'clock we will have more news and reaction and everything then and we'll find a way to fill some more time as the season comes to its true conclusion uh, in the question now, the hot burning question, which of those positions outside the playoffs will Phoenix Rising finish in? Let's find out next week. We'll see you on Tuesday. Until then, Ta-da-da. goodbye.